Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. We're going to go over to our Hammerhead hotline and talk with Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier is our guest. Uh, nobody covers high school like uh, this guy does. I don't even know, like literally, I don't even know how he gets to all the matchups that he does. But uh, Sam, always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. You're actually coming close to like a, a little bit of a, a break here, right? Because uh, they do stop playing some high school matchups around the holidays just for a moment. Yeah, um, and now, I mean, they still play through the holidays in a lot of cases, but it's a lot less teams that are doing that. You get maybe, you know, I might have to miss a game here or a game there. It's not the nights where you've got every county team playing, you know, the best teams around the area also playing that night, and you've got to basically what I do is map out a, a calendar of the entire month, and as the matchups maybe get less intriguing or more intriguing, I star those or cross those out, and that determines where I'm going to go. But um, So I picked out about eight days there where I was just like, well, I'm going to miss a couple games, but they're not going to be high-profile matchups or things like that. And I need probably just take a week and reset. Um, you know, it's been a whirlwind of personal life things with moving into a new house with uh, medical bills weighing me down and all this other stuff going on that um, – I just kind of need a refresher, and I think that was the best week to do it. Well, let's get in some boys' hoops here. Um, you come out of the uh, you know the IU Health Hoops Classic with Jeff being the top team. They look very impressive in that tournament too. I mean, they won every game by what was like an average of like twenty some odd points. They look very good. Then they lose to uh, Harrison over the weekend, who they did not play in that tournament. Uh, they lose 51 to 46. Then you got Harrison who loses to West Lafayette in the tournament. You got West Lafayette who loses to Jeff in the tournament. And then you get, uh, look, I, I guess the point I'm getting here is transitive property aside, it seems like there's a bit of parity early on here in terms of our local teams. Is, is that a pretty accurate representation or is it, you know, Jeff is really, really good. Harrison just had a good matchup against him. Well, Harrison always has a good matchup against them. Uh, it's been that way for as long as Mark Reinhardt's been here and even before that when Jeff Benarsdale was the coach at Harrison. Um, Jeff is the team you kind of get up to play against, but also Harrison, I thought, going into the season, was probably the best team in this area. And uh, I guess losing to Westside was, was a bit of a shock, but uh, anything can kind of happen when you get these county matchups. And I've seen it through the years where – Teams that uh, you wouldn't think would lose a game get stunned. It happened last year when Lafayette Jeff lost to McCutcheon during the regular season. Um, nobody saw that coming, and uh, then they played again in the sectional, and, and Jeff kind of had its way with them. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great uh, for talking points for sure because now you say, you know, if you're the coach of West Lafayette or a player on West Lafayette, you're like, hey, we beat Harrison. Harrison just beat Jeff. Maybe we can, you know, get another crack at Jeff, and we're capable of beating them. Central Catholic sitting back feeling, hey, we played Harrison pretty tough. You know, maybe we can beat all these teams, uh, whatever it might be. And then McCutcheon, um, maybe a little step behind, but they were dominant against West Lafayette in the season opener and then got a big win Saturday against Covington. So there's not maybe a whole lot separating all these teams, maybe not as much as I thought going into the year, but that's kind of what happens as the season goes on. You figure out who's uh, good, who's not, who's, you know, where you can pick up some um, points of favoritism at different positions or whatever it might be. Um, 
I think that Harrison had a, a great game plan and did not fold against Jeff because they were down, I'll say, nine points uh, with about two minutes left in the first half in that game and then went on a 12-0 run, and that just kind of carried over. And the score ends up being 51-46, to but what you don't see is that Jeff hit two desperation threes in the final minute uh, minute or minute and a half that made that score a lot closer. So Harrison really was dominant from about the last two minutes of the first half until the end of the game. Talk with Sam King here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline from the Journal and Courier. So uh, we're about a quarter of the way through the high school boys basketball season, Sam. A- any revelations early on here? Any surprises? Anything really sticks out to you? Uh, man, I don't really know. Um, I like the... Uh, the way that several individuals are playing, I think a lot of teams are still trying to find themselves, and there's been some inconsistencies. Now, West Lafayette goes from having a great week in the IU Health Hoops Classic to having two players out last week that uh, were the only kids coming into the season that had any varsity experience. So that definitely hurts, and um, I think that COVID may be an issue throughout the season, unfortunately, for some teams as we move forward, but you just hope that it, it doesn't affect things, and um, that's not the reality of the world we live in right now. But um, I do like that there's several teams that you can point out and say, you know, West Lafayette could be a sectional champion. Twin Lakes could be a sectional champion. Benton Central could be a sectional champion. Then you look at, uh, you know, the 4A sectional and you say, uh, McCutcheon, Jeff Harrison, maybe whoever has the the great night that night could end up pulling that off at the end of the season. Um, I really think that, uh, especially in Harrison's case, you've had a long sectional drought and now it looks like, this is a year where you have the team that's going to possibly break through and do that. So that is a storyline to follow throughout the year. And then Central Catholic is, uh, I think, a team that's it's really good, especially really good for a Class 8 team that's just going to keep getting better. And I think that that is a team that will be very dangerous as the Class A tournament uh, comes around at the end of the year. Let's pivot over to uh, girls high school hoops who are coming up on their halfway point here, too. Uh, I always known Harrison to be very, very good. You know, Rush McCauley does a great job over there. They, I know they're sitting at 8-3. and three. They had a rough hoops classic, but it seems like they've rounded that back into form. CC and Coach DeVault doing very, very good. West Lafayette, you know, McCutcheon both have winning records. I, I know Jeff's going to continue to struggle. I, they got off to a really bad start, you know, especially with the the coaching change and, and that, and it's just... It's hard to find yourself like that in the middle of the season, Sam, but as we hit the halfway mark of the girls' basketball season. Uh, give me some of the things that you like that you've been seeing out of the girls' sides. Well, uh, a major point of emphasis is that McCutcheon just got the best player in the area back on its roster. Uh, Teresa Maggio played her first game the other night, had 15 points, and McCutcheon lost to Kokomo. But uh, she, you know, getting her on the floor and, and familiar with the, the team and First of all, she's a great ball handler, which is the one thing that I feel like McCutcheon was maybe missing uh, in the early part of the season. So that'll be a boost for the defending sectional champions um, as they try to defend that title. And as you mentioned, Harrison's really good and, and kind of rolling through competition right now. Definitely stomped Central Catholic after losing to the Knights in the Hoops Classic uh, just a few weeks earlier. So that was a nice bounce back to say, hey, we're, we're getting better. Uh, West Lafayette was dealt a massive blow because they've got a couple of uh, major players out with injury. One of them is not going to come back this year with a torn ACL. Uh, Sarah Worth, who was averaging somewhere between 12 and 15 points a game as a sophomore. And then um, Vivian Houston, who's you know one of the 
better if not the best defensive player on that team will be out for a little bit and uh so a lot more is going to be on some of those kids that um now has strength the depth of that roster which you know i thought initially maybe was a strength that they could go eight or nine deep and now it's it's going to be six or seven deep for a while um so you know interested to see how west lafayette comes back from that um it's going to be a tough road anyway because i think that uh if you're being honest West Lafayette might have the third best team in that sectional behind Benton Central and Twin Lakes. So, um, Coach Schott's got a, got some um, job, I guess, some work to do that she hopefully didn't have to worry about. But uh, injuries are a part of the game, and um, so she's got to get some new players prepared. She's only been coaching for like twenty some odd years. I'm sure she's uh, come across something like this before. But uh, great to point that out, Sam. All right, let's take a look at uh, some of the other winter sports too. Um, Look, I saw Mo Amata Day back on the mat and everything, too. I, I, I love seeing that. I know we were, I think the last time we talked, or maybe a couple times ago we talked, we weren't sure if he was going to uh, go ahead and, and jump in in the spring over at Purdue, if he was going to stay around and uh, try to do the uh, wrestling thing. I, I feel like by him staying, he feels like there's a little unfinished business and kind of has a little something to prove to himself that he can go out there and win a state championship. I sure as heck wouldn't want to face him. I sure as heck don't want to bet against the kid. Um, talk a little bit about him and uh, how it's been looking here with the uh, rest of the uh, winter programs in high school athletics. Yeah, I think Mo might actually be done wrestling now. He did come out. He wrestled a few matches, but um, he's signing with Purdue on Wednesday, and uh, I think that his decision is I'm going to go ahead and go to Purdue um, and try to get a jump start on next year. Uh, where he feels like there is an opportunity for him to play immediately as a freshman. Um, the West Lafayette was in an, a tournament on Saturday at Clinton Prairie, and Luca Mann uh, was the heavyweight in that tournament representing West Lafayette and actually won a uh, tournament championship over there, which was a big deal. And I think that he's a kid that probably was one of the top heavyweights maybe last year. You just didn't know that because Mo was ahead of him. So that opens the door for him. Um, West Lafayette's got uh, you know a couple other wrestlers that I think are going to be state finalists or you know make it uh, past that semi-state stage. So that's uh, something to look at. And um, you know if Mo does decide to, to graduate early and go to Purdue, uh, I don't think that there's any um, thing that he's going to look back on and say you know maybe other than that final match last year during the wrestling season that he wished he could have accomplished. You know the kid wrestled with basically 20 matches in his in his wrestling career under his belt, he's wrestling for the heavyweight state championship at 240 or 50 pounds. Uh, definitely taking a huge uh, weight um, differential against the guy he was going up against of, of about 30 or 40 pounds. So um, that was a great, you know, uh, something to add to his career. But he also won a state championship in football. He's been all-state defensive lineman, played both ways at the high school level at a a program that really doesn't want to play kids both ways if it can help it. So uh, he really has pretty much accomplished almost everything you can accomplish as a high school athlete. And people forget that he used to play basketball as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just probably one of the, when we look back at this, one of the all-time great athletes at West Lafayette on the heels of George Karloftis, you know, graduating the year that Mo was a freshman and thinking, you know, there's one of the all-time great athletes at uh at West Lafayette, and then Mo comes in and kind of follows suits um, the basketball route, but he switched to wrestling. But he also was a shot fitter that um, accomplished some great things in, in track and field. So um, I think that there's nothing left for him to really kind of go out and prove. 
uh, as far as high school goes. Yeah, Shane Fry's pretty lucky like that. Uh, Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier with us here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Again, you got to make sure you read the stuff because if you miss a day, you, you miss a lot, just like I did with Mo there. So, uh, But that's why we have Sam on. He always gets us smarter, man. Uh, you know I appreciate having you on the show all the time. Thank you, Sam. All right, I appreciate it very much, Jared. Thanks. Take care, buddy. we got a break. We'll come back, and we will discuss yesterday's Purdue OT win over North Carolina State. I know some of you are frustrated and all that stuff. Let's just take an objective look at that, and uh, we'll see if we can take some calls as well. That's coming up next on the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer. 101-